0: Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. That's Lord's Day 39. We have a summary of what the Bible teaches about the fifth commandment, page 891 in the back of your songbooks. And each commandment is a gift from God. And here is the gift of God giving us parents through whom he himself comes into our lives. Lord, say 39, question and answer 104. 104, what is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? That I show honor, love, and faithfulness to my father and mother and all those in authority over me Submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching and discipline, and also that I be patient with their failings, for by their hand God wills to rule us. And then let's turn in our Bibles to God's Word, Proverbs 23. We'll read verses 12 through 26. Proverbs 23. 12 through 26. Page 646 in your Pew Bibles. Proverbs 23, verse 12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart too will be glad. My inmost being will exalt when your lips speak what is right. Let not your heart envy sinners. But continue in the fear of the Lord all the day, Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. Listen to your father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart. And let your eyes observe my ways. Especially verse 22. Listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother. When she is old, this is God's good word, and may he bless us by it. Brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus, when your dad and mom command you to do chores around the house, do you ever get such a command? I hope so. Otherwise, talk to me, and I'll talk to your mom and dad to give you some chores. But when your dad and mom command you to do chores around the house, clear the table, empty the dishwasher, sweep the driveway, fold the laundry, weed the garden, you ever get commands like that? And if you give them slow obedience or no obedience, I bet they'll remind you of the fifth commandment honor your father, honor your mother. That's good for fathers to remind their children to honor their mother. And it's good for mothers to remind their children to honor their father. But the word honor is much more than doing chores. It includes that, obeying them when you're young. But it's much bigger than that. It's to esteem your parents. For whom God himself gives himself to you. God gave you your parents. And he raises you through them. So esteem them. And listen to them when you're young. And don't despise them when they're old. That's what we're looking at here. So we want to focus on... The honor that God commands to give our parents in the fifth commandment. More than doing the chores. Much more. Not less, but much more. Why we must honor them first of all. How we must honor them secondly. And when we must honor them. Why? Why must we honor our parents? The Bible's very clear. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. That's why it's just right. It's Right in the sight of God. That's Ephesians 6. Or Colossians 3. Children, obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. That's a pretty good reason. It pleases the Lord. The catechism says it's by their hand that God wills to rule us. Oh, that's a pretty good reason. God is coming to me through them. It's about him. That's really the ultimate reason. We don't obey them for our sake, though there's great benefit. You'll live long in the land. That is, you'll live long in the church when you especially embrace their faith. But it's not finally for our sake, nor even for our parents' sake. Though we read in Proverbs 23, a wise son makes his father glad, his mother rejoices. There's great blessing to parents. But ultimately and finally, it's for God's sake. as our creator who made us. And our heavenly father through Christ who loves us, saved us. The family unit is God's special way of multiplying and developing the human race. Not just before the fall, but after the fall. God has designed the human race in such a way that he creates us and rules us through a father and a mother having children. Oh, you might say, obviously. Obviously. But he creates us and rules us through a father and a mother having children. And then he calls us to honor him who put us on this earth through our parents. Honor him through our parents. And even though sin has really brought the human race far away from God. That's still calling. God's calling in every human being. I brought you here through your father and your mother. And now. You are to give honor to me through them. And the calling to parents bring your child to me. You're just a conduit, a channel. Bring your child to me. I was reading an article by Marshall Siegel this week, and I ran into a question I had never thought of before. God had an infinite number of possibilities of how He might bring people into the world after He created Adam and Eve. Uh, he could have just decided that I'm going to use pebbles and make them into kids. That He could have done that, but He chose to multiply the human race through Adam and Eve being married and in an act of love having children. That's interesting. Why did he pick that way of multiplying the images of his own creatures as human being creatures on the earth? Because it most reflects who God is and the way he created Adam and Eve in the first place. Remember in Genesis 1 in the narrative, the narrative stops at the creation of Adam and Eve. God stops and he talks within himself. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. The Holy Trinity is having a conversation. And in an act of love. Created Adam and Eve in his own image. And loved them and cared for them. Put them in the garden. And so God invented a way to multiply the human race. Reflecting that act of love, where a husband and a wife, a mother and a father, in an act of committed love, have a child, and then love that child and care for them, that reflects what God did in Genesis one, and that's the way He chose to have us be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Again, He had infinite number of possibilities of how that might be done, but He chose that environment of a father and a mother, and they reflect God's love in creating the human race, Adam and Eve, when they, in an act of love, give birth to us, beget us and give birth to us, and then care for us. And then you see even more clearly, God himself is coming to us. Through parents, he creates us through our father and mother. And he cares for us and rules us through our father and mother. And then when we honor our father and mother, we're giving our lives back to him who gave our lives to us. And even more so, who saved us through Jesus Christ and made us his household. Because the faith, the new birth, also is passed along that way Not that the powers, the parents have that power, but through them teaching you the way of the Lord, the Lord creates new life in us. And that life we ought to give back to Him also through honoring our parents. We honor God. It's amazing. I'd never thought of that question. Why did God choose that way to multiply the human race? But it really takes us right back into his love and power in which he created us in the first place. And now parents are our first personal and real encounter with the rule of God over us. Parents are our first education and submission to God. If we don't learn to submit to them, we will not learn to submit to any other authority in our lives. It's the seedbed of respect. It really prevents anarchy in society. It's so important. They are our first education and submission to God. And even if for some reason we're missing a mom or a dad, then our dad or our mom is God's way of ruling our lives. It's that beauty and glory of God's special creation of the family that. Is echoed in Proverbs 23, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she's old. Why honor your father and your mother? They gave you your life. Your dad fathered you in love. Your mom mothered you in love. So honor them, esteem them. And above all, remember through them, God gave you your life. And that's why the mom and the dad in Proverbs 3 are most honored it says there, when you fear the Lord, when the kids fear the Lord, when the kids fear the Lord. Secondly, how do we honor our parents? Why? For God's sake. But how? Again, it's really remembering. that I honor God when I honor my parents. That as I listen to them and as I obey them and as I speak respectfully to my dad and my mom and as I help them in the house and in the yard and in the barn and in the shop and, and as I pray for them and as I have patience with them. I'm honoring God. I'm honoring Christ for this pleases the Lord. And then when I dishonor them. And I refuse to help them and pray for them. And speak reflect, respectfully to them and about them. I'm dishonoring God. Or if I grow older and. I must disobey my parents because they're requiring something wrong of me. Or I must admonish my dad or my mom because of what they're doing or saying. Then I honor God when I do that respectfully and out of love for my parents and for the Lord. How do we honor them? Honor is much more than doing the chores. The catechism defines Our calling in several words, love, honor, faithfulness to them, loyalty, submission, proper obedience to their teaching and discipline, patience with their failings. That's quite a description. That's quite a calling for kids. Whether we're Young kids or adult kids? What does it mean? It means esteeming their persons. Honor your father. I'd rather honor somebody else's dad. No, no, no. Honor your father and your mother. It's honoring their persons. The one God gave you. And their positions. Honor your father. Honor your Mother, those are callings, offices, positions that God gave to them. You honor their persons. You honor their positions. And you honor their parenting, their instruction and discipline. Of course, that places great and grave responsibility on dad and mom, doesn't it? We see that in Ephesians 6 when Paul tells children to honor and obey their parents and then he tells fathers don't provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord if you want them to honor you you must treat them with dignity that's why in 1st Timothy 3 Paul says that the father must keep his children in submission and then it adds with dignity speaking of the dignity and respect the father must have for his family Nevertheless, children must honor their parents even though their parents are sinners. Sinners with weaknesses, with failings. And you know, parents can be frustrating at times. I, I know because I have parents and I am one parents can be frustrating at times but to despise them or reject them because of their weaknesses is to, is to throw throw away the rule of god from your life again you must not obey them if they command you to sin and when you become an adult don't allow them to control your life and family it's not allowed but we must still honor them as our parents and esteem them for the Lord's sake. Again, the author, Marshall Siegel, when God says, honor your father and your mother, he is also saying, will you trust and submit to me, to my wise, sovereign, and specific plan for your life, however hard that plan feels sometimes? Because he chose your mother's womb as your first home Psalm 139. And then wove pieces of your mom and dad together into a new person who is you. And if you end up being adopted, he has arranged your new home and placed you in the hands of new parents to honor them as your very own father and mother. So, kids, will you take this man and this woman? Again, adult kids, young kids. Will you take this man and this woman, the parents God has chosen for you, to love and to honor them for as long as they both shall live? You hear the sounds of the marriage vow there. For as long as they both shall live. Because teachers will come and go. Bosses will be hired and retire. Governors will be elected and then leave office. Nations will rise and fall, but your parents will always be your parents. Will you honor God by honoring them? But the most important way to honor your parents in a Christian family is to embrace their faith in God, which they pass along to you. You can get your dad a Father's Day gift, you can get your mom a Mother's Day gift, you can give them birthday presents. None of this really matters if you don't accept their faith in Christ as they bring you up in the instruction and discipline of the Lord. Proverbs 23 again, verse 15. My son, if your heart is wise, that means walking with the Lord. My heart too will be glad. Or verse 17. Don't let your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all the day. And verse 25, let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. When you embrace their faith, when you accept the scriptures, when you come to Christ, when you trust in him for salvation and give your life to serving him, that's honoring your parents and the Lord. God, who has chosen to come to you through your parents. Why do they want you to go to church? Why do they want you to learn your catechism? Why do they want you to learn from your teachers at school? To respect your elders and deacons? To learn virtues like respect and good manners and kindness and hard work and honesty and telling the truth and cleaning out the senior neighbor's eaves troughs? Why? Because they want to show and bring Christ to you in the details of family life. But there's much more than that going on. You've got to think higher. They want to show Christ to you and all this structure and order of your home and commands. Something far bigger going on. The Lord Himself is showing Himself to you in all these commands. And He's offering Himself to you as your Savior and Provider, as your strength and joy and peace. That's the real deal. That's the big deal. He's calling you to come to Him. The perfect God comes to you through imperfect parents. So that you'll learn to put your trust not in your parents but in your God and their God. It's almost like it's a good thing they're not perfect because if they were we might actually trust in them. That's no excuse for our parents' sins and weaknesses and failings. But the Lord does have a purpose and a reason. He wants us when we're younger we look to them As we get older, to look past them or through them, beyond them. John Calvin writes, we should look up to those whom God has placed over us. We should treat them with honor, obedience, and gratefulness. We're forbidden to detract from their dignity either by contempt, by stubbornness, or by ungratefulness. There's so many subtle ways we can break the fifth commandment. Let's not be guilty of this great sin, but instead honor our authorities as unto the Lord. Honoring our parents means more than doing the chores. Honoring our parents doesn't stop when we turn 18 or 21. Yes, I'm moving out. I'm going to university. I'm going to college. I'm going to work. That ends that life of having to honor my parents. No, no, honoring our parents doesn't stop when we turn 18 or 21. The fifth commandment is a lifelong command. And although the way in which a child honors his or her parents changes over time, the command remains. The command remains. So, just a few questions here Do you honor your parents for God's sake? Do you respect them? Do you speak well of them? Do you speak well to them? Do you obey them when you're young? Go deeper. Do you see through the eyes of faith God reaching out to you through them? Do you hear God inviting you to come to him for salvation and joy and peace and life and wisdom? Do you hear hear him calling you through your imperfect dad and mom? One more thing, when to honor them. Listen to your father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. The Christian woman wrote about her experience working with the elderly. Let me read her account. For a brief time after college, I worked in a nursing home. That job was probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever had because I worked with elderly people for whom I was not only a caretaker but also a friend and companion I worked in the dementia unit, and at first I expected to see the children of these lovely people visit their parents often. But sadly, after only a couple of weeks, I soon realized that these elderly folks rarely received visits from their children, most of whom still lived nearby. I was convicted by my experience never to forget the loving care my parents have given me, when they one day might need the same care and attention. That is real. That is so real in our age of commitment to self, seeking fulfillment in our own careers and achievements and accomplishments, wanting nothing to get away in the way of my plans and dreams, that you shove the parents aside in pursuit of self. That's so normal to sideline mom and dad when they're old, just put them in a home. Throw out some money at them. Wash your hands clean of any further responsibility and ignore them and it's, it's all okay. Now I get it. You can hear the excuses. But mom is so hard to get along with. Dad is so set in his ways. So stubborn. I'm very busy with my work. I can't interrupt my career for my ill mother. I'm not comfortable with nursing homes. I can't handle dementia. They hurt me when I was young. And you know, all these things kind of make sense, don't they? I I get these excuses. They live in us. Listen to your father who gave you life. Don't despise your mother when she's old. God's telling us in his word that the one who bore you and raised you and made many sacrifices for you and worked hard for you, still needs your honor when she grows old, and so does your dad. Why? Especially for the Lord's sake. He gave them to you when you were young, and now when they're old, he gives you to them. But what if you were so severely mistreated or abused by your dad or mom that you cannot relate to them as a son or daughter and honor them when they're old? They've never repented. There's been no reconciliation. You're estranged from them. And sometimes, sadly, we cannot show the honor we wish we could. Not because we're bitter, not because we're trying to get even, not because we're stubborn, but because of damage that unconfessed sin has done. Even then, let's long and pray for something better and take any steps we can to build bridges with our aging parents and show the grace of God that God has shown to us in our lives. Honor, when to honor them? Their whole life, our whole life. Nancy Guthrie writes, honor is a Hebrew word that means taking someone seriously, treating them as important. That's what that word means, honor, kavod, important, serious, significant. Offering that person profound respect, not trivializing, not ignoring that person or treating them as if they don't matter. She writes, honoring your parents is a way of saying, you have value to me. You matter. You're someone God has sovereignly placed in my life. You may have failed me, hurt me, and disappointed me at times, but I choose to look at you with compassion as people with needs, concerns, and scars of your own and treat you with respect. Honor your father and your mother. That's God's command for our whole life. And no one was better at this than, guess who? The Lord Jesus himself. He was the one child who was wiser than his parents. As a kid. And he still submitted to them even when they misunderstood him. Luke 2, you can read about it there. And then, as an adult dying on the cross, one of the last things he did was provide for his mother's care by asking his disciple John to take care of her as his own mother. Why did Jesus do this? Live a life of honoring his parents. He did this for me and for you for two reasons to cover for all our disobedience and dishonor, so we, we might flee to him for forgiveness but also to empower us by his spirit to be more faithful in honoring my dad and my mom. And if you come to this Jesus that your parents brought to you, you will find both gifts, complete forgiveness for the bad ways in which we've treated our parents and strength to honor our parents in new ways. Better ways, even when it's not easy. Listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she's old. Amen. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, your commandments are good. And in your commandments, we see the gift of you yourself coming to us. Thank you for our parents. But more than that, thank you for coming to us through our parents so we may know you. We have been so blessed. We've been so blessed through your design and plan for our lives. What privilege what dignity you've bestowed upon us. Now help us to honor you and to honor our parents for your sake, no matter what age they are. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.